We are on Yevamos Amaches Amaral 68a in Yevamos in the middle. And the Gemara now begins somewhat of a new topic. It repeats the last line that we just had and it will analyze it further. And so they quote the following Brisa, Gufa. Ben If we have a nine-year-old boy, meaning the youngest age of which Halacha views a person, engage, a male, engaging in a sexual act as a, viewed as a sexual act, that's when Halacha views it as a sexual act, is when they reach the age of nine. So if they're nine or above, and there's a sexual act that is performed between somebody who is not allowed uh, to have sexual relations with somebody else within the Jewish uh, kahal, the Jewish uh, congregation. So then the law will be, as we will see, that this woman is not allowed to eat truma, and is also not allowed to marry a Kohen. So here's the list. Ger, Amoni, Umoavi, Mitzri, Vadomi. If we have a convert, there are certain converts who are not allowed to marry most Jews. They're allowed to marry other converts. They're allowed to marry others. Most Jews, they're, they're not allowed to marry. And that includes if they're from the nation of Ammon or Moab. And for the first three generations, if they are from Egypt, from Atrium, or from Edom. Uh, for various, this does not apply today, but that would be, uh, that would be true uh, if we knew that they were descendants, specifically descendants of that place. Kusi, Nasin, Chalolumam. The next list is uh, people who attempted to convert, but they didn't have a proper conversion. Different groups of people, Kusim and Anasin. And also a Mamzer. Mamzer is also not allowed to marry uh, most Jews. Mamzer is the child of, of a prohibitive relationship. And a Chalal, uh, we'll get to a bit later, but a Chalal is also the child of a prohibitive relationship, but with, specifically within the context of Kahuna, meaning a Kohen marries uh, somebody who's divorced, or the Kohen Gadol, the high priest marries an Almana, a widow, uh, that would also uh, disqualify, let's say, that person has uh, sexual relations with somebody else, with whether it's a Kohen, meaning the, the woman is a daughter of a Kohen, or a non-Kohen, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, the daughter of the Kohen is not allowed to eat truma anymore, even though she was allowed to eat truma beforehand. She's not allowed to eat truma now. And the second halacha is that they're not allowed to marry a Kohen. None of these women would be allowed, whether the daughter of a Kohen or the daughter of, of a non-Kohen, they're not be allowed to eat truma. And the point of the, the coming Gemara is really, uh, for the next uh, little while, is to really understand the source for this law. Now the Gemara is quoting a Bryce, it's quoting a teaching from the times of the Mishnah, uh, and it will quote two other opinions now, but we're, ne- we're not really going to analyze these two other opinions now, because the Gemara will discuss it in next week's recording, so we're going to hold off until next week's recording to really discuss it further. But Rabbi Yossi Omar Kosh is our apostle, Postal Kosh is our apostle, and again, we will discuss those two opinions uh, in next week's recording. But the Gemara starts off and it says, What is the source for this idea? That if a woman engages in a sexual act that's not allowed, that she becomes disqualified from the kuna. She's not allowed to eat truma, she's not allowed to marry a kuna. How do we know? So Amr of Yehudam Rav, Rav says it comes from the following. Amr Kra, Ubas Kohen Kisiya The verse says, the daughter of a Kohen, when they are married, have sexual relations with Ish Zar, with a stranger. And the Gemara now assumes, what does it mean with a stranger? It means not just a stranger, but somebody that she's not allowed to have sexual relations with. Uh, the verse says, Bas Kohen Kisiya Zar. 
The end of the verse says, you're not allowed to eat truma. So this daughter of a Kohen who has sexual relations with Ishazar, with this stranger, with the person whom, with whom she's not allowed to have sexual relations with, she's disqualified from eating truma. The Gemara says, whoa, slow down a second. Hi, me bailed to Kama Rachmana, Bas Kohen, the Mitzvah Lazar, Lo Techel. We need the verse for a different reason. The verse is coming to tell you not about somebody that she's not allowed to have sexual relations with, but it means, what is each zar? What does it mean a stranger? It means a non-Kohen. If she marries a non-Kohen, which is totally permissible, that's fine to do, but once she marries a non-Kohen, she marries a Yisrael, so then she's no longer uh, allowed to eat truma because she's the wife of a non-Kohen. So the Gemara says, no. The source for that, that, she's not, that she doesn't eat truma anymore after she marries a non-Kohen, comes from somewhere else. It comes from a different verse. How do we know that once she marries the Yisrael, she's not allowed to eat truma? Because the verse says that once, if she was married and then, she, and then they get divorced or her husband passes away without any children, they, she returns back to her father's home and she's now allowed to eat truma. Implication being... That now she's allowed to eat truma, but beforehand, while she was married to the Israel, to the non-Kohen, she was not allowed to eat truma. So we have it from a different verse. So then where I said, wait a minute, but that verse uh, said is it doesn't explain everything. Um, they say, wait a minute, but that verse is not telling me that there's a negative commandment that's mentioned in the positive. Eat truma once you return back to your father's home after your marriage. That's not in the negative sense. We need our verse, Bas Kohen Kisi Elizar, that she does not eat as a negative commandment, which is a stronger form of the commandment. Uh, we need it for our verse of Bas Kohen Kisi Elizar, that the daughter of a Kohen, when she marries a stranger, Lo Sochal, she's not allowed to eat the truma. That's in the negative sense. Gemara says, no, Lav Mivachozar Lo Nafka. We learn out the negative commandment from a different verse. So we first have the verse of the positive that when she goes back home to her father's home after being married and then the marriage ends, she's allowed to eat truma implication. She's not allowed to eat truma beforehand. Now that we know she's not allowed to eat truma beforehand, she is viewed as a czar. She's viewed as a stranger with regards to truma when she's married to Israel. So then there's a separate verse. The verse says, The verse says that no stranger is allowed to eat truma. There is... Anybody who's not a Kohen is not allowed to eat truma in the negative. It already, so we have a verse that says it in the negative. So we have it in the positive. We have it in the negative. So now we, we are allowed to have Bas Kohen, the daughter of a Kohen who is with a stranger, could be open to teach us about uh, what's referred to as Nivalal um, Apostola Pasla, that if she has sexual relations with somebody that she's not allowed to have sexual relations with, so then she becomes disqualified from truma. So the Gemara says... The Gemara asks, wait a minute, when, it, when the negative commandment says that uh, a stranger is not allowed to eat truma, isn't it needed for the real stranger, meaning for Yisrael, not for, not for an Asia's Yisrael, not for the wife who was originally a Kohen and then she marries Yisrael, but we need that verse for the simple case of where we have a, where we have a, a Yisrael. Just how do we know that a non-Kohen is not allowed to eat truma, the special food that's given to the Kohanim? That's why we need the verse. So my answer is, this is just a, a parenthetical point, that there are two verses which say, zar, which say that a stranger is not allowed to eat. One is for anybody who's not a Kohen, and the other one is for uh, a woman who was born as a Kohen, the daughter of a Kohen, but then she marries a Yisrael. In the end of the day, in the end of the day, uh, we have 
the the original verse of Ubas Koin Kisiel Ishzar that uh, the daughter of a Koin when she's with a stranger is referring to uh, not marrying a non Koin but having sexual relations with somebody that she's not allowed to have sexual relations with. Um, that's what, that's what we have at the end of the day. But the Gemara now tries to figure out when the uh, the other verse Vecholzar Lo Yochal. We have many many verses here. Uh, we have the verse that a stranger is not allowed to eat truma. So we said it's mentioned it's mentioned twice. Uh, the Gemara says, don't we need the second verse not for the wife of Yisrael, which is what the Gemara assumed until now, but rather for for a different reason. We have the following halacha, the following law that is derived from this verse that a stranger is not allowed to eat truma. So Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina says that we have a law that you're not allowed to eat truma as a czar, as a non kohen but you are allowed to eat truma when you are in Aninos. Aninos means the time period after death, before burial. During that time, uh, you're not allowed to eat certain things. Uh, and the verse here is telling you that the Kohen, even though you might think that the Kohen cannot eat truma during this time, no, you are allowed to eat truma at this time. It only applies to a non-Kohen, and non-Kohen is never allowed to have truma. But a Kohen, a Kohen is allowed to have truma even if it's in the middle of his Aninos, even if it's in the middle of his time period of mourning, or really before the burial, after the death, that's Aninos, and they are allowed to, in fact, eat truma during that time. So we need the verse to really teach us that law, that it's limited to a czar, it's limited to a non-Kohen, but a Kohen himself could eat truma even during his Aninos. So the says, Rebiyos, Rebbechinina means czar, v'chol zar, nafka. No, it's, uh, we expound upon the verse. It doesn't just say any czar, any stranger. It says, ve. It has the extra vav. Every letter is so important in the Torah, that extra vav, and any stranger. That's what the verse is telling us. And any stranger. The and there is extra. It doesn't need to have that vav, which means and. So that's there to teach you this law that it's only, truma is only forbidden to a stranger, to a non-Kohen, but the Kohen is allowed to have it even during his aninus, during the time period after death, before a burial. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, we still need another law that we learn out from this verse. The, we learn out, We say that when the wife of a Kohen this is actually now going back, uh, Rashi explains that this is going back on the case of, on the verse of Bas Kohen Kisiel Ishzar, to original verse. It says, Bas Kohen Kisiel Ishzar, when the daughter of a Kohen is married or has sexual relations with a stranger. So our Gemara was saying that the stranger means it must be referring to uh, somebody that she's not allowed to have sexual relations with. Now, but our Gemara is saying, wait a minute, we, we, we need that verse really for a marriage. Why? Because it's there to teach you that it's talking about being married, not to somebody who she's not allowed to marry, but to Yisrael, to a non-Kohen. And it's there to teach us, even though we have other verses to tell you that she's not allowed to have truma while she's married, but it's, this verse, it's, maybe it's really coming to teach you a different law. That after they get divorced or after the husband passes away and she returns back home, so Chozaris the Truma, she's allowed to eat Truma. She's allowed to eat the special food that's given to the Kohen. However, but she's not allowed to eat from the gifts that are given to the Kohen during the sacrificial offerings of the Chazev Ishok. She's allowed to have Truma. Truma has nothing to do with the sacrificial offerings. But to, to, to go back home and start eating from the sacrificial offerings, that she's not allowed to do. And that comes from this verse. What's the verse? The verse says it's from this verse. 
He betrumas hakachim lo socha lo socha b'marim and hakachim. It says that you're not allowed to eat from truma hakachim. It doesn't at this stage of the gemara. It doesn't mean refer to truma. It means when she she's not when she's married to a non kohen. This is a woman who was originally a kohen. She's married to a non kohen. She will never be allowed to eat from the sacrificial offerings again. At least the part that's designated to the kohanim. She's not allowed to eat from that. Even if uh, she gets divorced, she's never allowed to eat from that. And that's from this verse. So how could we be learning two different things from this verse? We seem to be learning two different things. Number one, that if she has sexual relations with somebody that she's not allowed to, so then she becomes disqualified from truma. Number two, that if she marries a non-Kohen, so then she's never allowed to eat, to eat from the uh, gifts that are given to the Kohanim, from the sacrificial offerings that are specifically for Kohanim, even after she gets divorced and returns back to her father's home. But these are two totally separate laws. How do we learn them both from this one verse, asks the Gemara. The Gemara answers, The Gemara answers, We could have understood that there's an extra word. It says trumas. It says truma in the verse itself. So it's there to teach us both. We really could learn two laws from this verse. In the end of the day, we learn two totally different laws from this verse. Because of the extra word. We expound upon the extra word. It says truma. It says both kachim and truma. So it's there to teach us that if she has sexual relations with somebody she's not allowed to have sexual relations with, so then she becomes disqualified from truma. And also, if she marries a Yisrael, which is totally permissible, so now she will never be allowed, even after they get divorced. And when she returns back to her family, she is not allowed to uh, eat from the gifts that the Kohanim receive from the sacrificial offerings. She is allowed to eat truma once she gets divorced or the husband dies. She's no longer married. She's allowed to eat truma, but she wouldn't be allowed to eat from the gifts that they receive from the sacrificial offering. Okay, let's go on a little bit in the Gemara. The Gemara says, Eshkachan Kohenes, Yisrael Everything we've been saying until now has to do with the daughter of a Kohen, that she becomes disqualified from truma. But how do we know? How do we know that a Yisrael or a Levi also become disqualified? How do we know that they also uh, be disqualified from Truma? So the Gemara says, Kid'ama Rabbi Abba Amarav, Bas Ubas, Hachanami Bas Ubas, Kaman Kirby Kivi the Darjvavin, Afilu Tim Rabbanan, Kuli Ubas, Kra Yusiru. Essentially, it's from either the extra word, there's an extra word in the verse, Ubas Kohen, that the Bas Kohen is not necessary. That was already obvious from the context of the Torah that we're discussing the daughter of a Kohen. It was unnecessary for it to mention that. Or it's just an extra letter of U. It says U and, again, the extra Vav and Bas Kohen, the daughter of a Kohen, is there to teach you that this doesn't just apply to a Kohen, but it also applies to a non-Kohen. If they're born as a non-Kohen, they'll never be allowed to eat Truma. Even if they're married a Kohen, they'll never be allowed uh, to eat uh, Truma. Okay, so the Gemara, we'll stop the Gemara here which was discussing truma, what's the source for that they become disqualified from truma. And the Gemara will continue to figure out how do we know that they're not just disqualified from truma, but they're also disqualified from marrying a Kohen. Anybody who engages in this prohibitive sexual act, that they become disqualified from marrying a Kohen. We'll discuss that in the next recording.